hi guys welcome to tlbs today and um for those who do not know what tlbs is tlbs is a podcast space where we turn every real and abstract thing into great conversations so speaking about great conversations today is not going to be short to that because we have an amazing topic to discuss and i have a very special person with me in the studio today to discuss that but before we grab a bite into today's conversation i would like to officially introduce our co-host for tlbs season two and this person so when we are making plans for season two of tlbs you know we had to deliberate the Appin team our major sponsor we had to deliberate on who to bring over to you know help out with content and everything concerning the tlbs brand and we um we are so blessed to have this person because she's an amazing talent she's super super she's she's like the queen of radio in unilag yeah she's my queen and she's going to be the queen of tlbs season two and without further ado it's no other than the finest the freshest the hottest the most amazing my personal favorite aop no other than fumi soya so fumi say hi to everyone hi guys well yinka has done majority of introduction already um my name is fumilayo soya okay fumi soya just call me fumi my name is a mouthful <laughs> <laughs> and yinka please Please don't overhype me. Please, I'm All still upcoming. All this community will not work. Just <laughs> stop, guy. Yeah. In cap, I'm not humble. I'm just stating facts. Please. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to season two of TLBS. It's an honor being on this show. And throughout this season, Yinka and I will be taking you on a memorable experience. So join the ride come as we talk out issues discuss it and all in all have fun so that's fumi for you and um so let me say this that fumi is really really um fumi can really be a goofy person and as we journey on this experience for season two you guys understand what i'm trying to talk about fumi is acting all reserved and stuff like that but don't worry you soon see what's inside her but anyway, so be- before we head into what we have to talk about today, for me, I'd like to ask, um, what's what's the meaning of your surname, like the Soya part? Because honestly, I love your surname. <laughs> well, um, Soya means someone who works in a sawmill. Soya means someone who works in sawmill. It's the title for someone who works at the sawmill and that's why like there are two actually actually two spelling variations for soya there's the soya with one r then the soya with two r's my soya the spelling of my soya is the soya with two r's s-a-w-y-e-r-r okay so let me let me confess i actually thought maybe your surname was like the funky rice version of that yoruba surname I like Adesanya or something. I oh thought it was my like god, Shun, what? Stuff, what? This has to be the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> this has yeah, to be the worst. You, this you is the worst. What? <laughs> no, please. No, 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 no. All people keep doing is they like, keep just mistaking like my name for Sonia. I, I, I keep correcting Ade. them, but like, no, this has to be the worst. 
this has to be the worst. No, 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 no. This has to be the worst. And I'm not I'm not going to accept it. No, I'm not accepting this. This has to be the worst. It's all good. We're learning stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so for what are we talking about today? Well, um, moving on. Today we will be talking about we don't have it figured out, or do you? Okay. So speaking about um having life figured out and things like that, um, I feel like we're in a season where um people are having plans and the fact that you're a nigerian is a major disadvantage at this point and things are not just working so you might have plans and stuff doesn't just work out and it leaves you in a point where you just you're just asking yourself questions what's happening so the reason one of the reasons why we um decided to talk about this is the fact that so many things have been happening in the country so many things have been happening in people's lives and so um so Fumi what 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 would you say um has been responsible for people not having their lives um as the way they plan it to be do you understand what I'm trying to talk about when you talk about environments let's use Lagos as an example you're in a state whereby it's an first of all an overpopulated States, the resources are not enough for every single person in this state. You are not giving, not everyone is giving the same opportunities, the equal chances, or the right to prove themselves and put themselves out there. You have to fight through it and push through it. And even when you want to still prove yourself and like people know you're good, you won't majority of the times you are not acknowledged unless you're able to answer these three questions. Who are you? What do you have? Who do you know? And the thought that keeps coming to my head is must I have some sort of connection with someone in the upper echelon before i am respected before i am valued before i can be acknowledged and this alone it's this alone it's it can affect it can affect the growth of someone it can make you feel like okay well i'm not worth it i don't have same opportunity i don't have the same chances and even if yes we know definitely like people no matter what we see or no matter what we do there's always going to be that gap between the rich and the poor but why must that gap be so so big why must that gap be so so obvious why must that gap be so huge why can't I go to school like every other normal kid and I will get the best education that the private institutions are giving their students? Why can't I apply for a job even as a novice? But then I have the qualifications, but the, I don't have the experience they are looking for. I have the papers, I have the qualifications. You've interviewed me. Okay, you see, yes, okay, this person can actually do what we want. But because I don't have the two to five years work experience, and I quote, you throw me aside for someone else that might not even be 
qualified enough to do that job. I don't know if you understand. Like, I don't know if you understand the point. Yeah, I'm yeah, I get you. Like, Inka, like, defend me and like. Yo, me, I feel like, you actually. I Inca, get you, man. Let's even like move from Lagos. How about Katsina? <laughs> like, yo, man. <laughs> you being in Katsina, even though it was for a year or so, how would you like relate Katsina to helping an individual grow? Okay, so speaking about growth and um, the way. We- um, our environment affect how we tend to function and how our plans, you know, sort of comes alive. Like you said, environment plays a major factor in helping us figure out stuff. Now, for example, Katsina State. I served in Katsina State for those who don't know. If you've not listened to our first episode, please go check it out. I was in choir for one year. So, um, Katsina is a space that allows you to breathe you know aside from the whole weather thing aside from the whole harsh weather when it's rainy it's really extreme when it's sunny it's extreme when it's cold it's extreme aside from all those extreme things katina is a space that gives you um time to evolve it gives you time to take breathers at certain points or at certain you know spots of your life and while i was in katsina i felt like it gave me a lot of time to actually plan things out and to actually figure out so many things about myself and you know the brand i intended to work with it sort of made me rediscover a lot of things about myself about my season about you know my space my circle you know and now looking at that side of life and looking at this side of life called lagos it's totally different and of course it has to be different lagos is a metropolis you know katina i'm not saying katina is not developed but you can't you know compare that level of development but regardless of that you know that environment in katina just you know allowed people and, and the saddest part is that so much so many of those people in katina do not recognize the fact that they have they have that space they have that environment that gives them the ability to take time to think to reflect to be more productive they are not making use of that space that environment simply because they've not had um, a taste of the metropolitan life the the you know fast-paced life and given the fact that i'm from lagos you know, coming from Lagos and going somewhere like Katina, I could see the difference is so huge in Ogasabino's language. It's so huge. Yeah. So it it's 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 just so big. The difference is so big. And I I just it makes it makes it makes me wonder as to how you know, sometimes you really can't blame people for not being productive. Sometimes you just need to cut that, cut this, you know, how to say this thing, cut them some slack, you know, and just make them see that sometimes the environment sort of, you know, makes it harder for you to achieve stuff because everyone is hustling. Everyone's bustling. Everyone's doing things in Lagos. Everyone wants to, you know, blow. Everyone wants to hit it. Even ourselves want to blow. But anyways, that aside, but you know, 
that space gives you time it, it allows you to enjoy the process but there's no time for that in lagos everyone is hustling everyone is you know fast-paced we're all we're, tr we're all trying to make our own mark in this part of the world so that's just it basically speaking about growth and some other exactly, things exactly 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 it's it's like literally two different worlds two absolutely different worlds because then like lagos is just full of so much drama unnecessary stress and drama and like there's this popular thing like people say is that lagos in lagos here we live on debit alert debit alerts <laughs> Stress, stress and vibes, vibes. literally <laughs> that's what we live on here because large stress and vibes and it's um crazy like hearing what you said that in katina how if you're to put it how when i say underdeveloped and i quote katina is looked at yet how developed it really is if you are there compared to lagos that is supposed to be a fully developed metropolitan city yet we still lack the basic amenities that should be here and if i were to talk about my own experiences in lagos as a person it's it still evolves back to my previous saying we live on debit alerts stress and vibes because then Lagos is just crazy, crazy, crazy prizes. Let's even start from there. Like the basic stuff you want to get can literally cost you an arm and a leg. You are just stressed unnecessarily. Literally everyone in Lagos is like a walking time bomb waiting or rather a ticking time bomb waiting to explode everyone is angry everyone is stressed everyone is frustrated everyone is pissed and then either ways despite all this we always have a way of just still coming out and being happy and just enjoying ourselves and having fun so like moving on yinka you just said okay yeah you just said that you served in katina so obviously before you got to that stage of serving you were once a student so my first question is did you attend a public or rather let's say federal a federal university okay so i actually did school um in a private university um ajayakada uh, i wanted to say ajayakada united <laughs> Ajayakrata University or your yeah we're repping um what I study again yeah <laughs> why am I forgetting I want to say English I studied um communication and media studies yeah so we repping that's it I, I I didn't do federal school stuff because ah y'all are trying it you guys are the real MVP I don't know which school they said that the school strike passed on that but like yo man y'all are trying nice child. nice 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 must be cool to have studied in a private university. Nice, nice, nice. Well, for me, I'm currently in the University of Lagos, aka Unilag. I'm studying English language. And, hmm, to be very honest, 
for you to study in a federal university and come out with a good grade or yeah a good grade and your mental health in check trust me you can survive anywhere in the world why do you say that why do you say you can if you can study you know in a federal university or public university you can you know function anywhere else um, uh, <laughs> this whole strike, as we strike, federal governments not answering us so and paying them their salaries. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. And as I I look at like I hear where like private students talk and they're like and I'm like Whoa. no offense but <laughs> we are better than you. No, what niggas say what don't even go there guy let's not even start in terms of endurance Yo, in terms of endurance not really endurance not marathon of even intellectually we are better than you because guy, we have gone through hell literally and we are back so chill because you guys have gone through hell and you're back guy this this strike it doesn't even look like you guys are going to be back so uh, my advice to further go and look for online course I'll go and look for you being private university because I don't know you. It doesn't look like you will be back. But then, like the way the world is going now, it's like literally people now opt for private university students than the federal school. And those of us at federal schools, like we have to prove ourselves that we are good enough. And I've also noticed that in private schools, they have more opportunities. They have more opportunities, and they can they are seen rather they are seen as better people they are seen as what you call fully baked graduates without them stopping on the way or having one issue or the other and i'm like do you think either i'm in federal university if i had the chance i wouldn't love to come to a private school or even worst case scenario go out of the country if not worse best <laughs> case scenario <laughs> go out of the country so like what is like what exactly let's that's, that's even the thing let's even ask ourselves what makes the private university different from Yo, the federal see, university okay. and really is the private university actually you. better than the federal university you can call like so yes because you graduated from ajay crowder university does it make you better than someone who graduated from a federal university okay now so the thing is it, it's now let me answer your first question is the private university better than the federal university it is and it's not it's in two ways you know there are things there are obvious things that uh, make the private university better than the federal university one of which is a very organized curriculum and a very you know on point timetable so if they tell you it's four years it's four years if they tell you it's five years it's five years that's one thing obviously that the private school is a lot better than the federal school given you know certain factors of today and um another thing basically is the fact that um the environment of a private university is more structured it's more organized it gives you fewer things to focus on so it's either you're doing class you're doing cafeteria oh that even reminds me there's one place like this back then when i was in school yellow corner for all my jai folks you guys know what i'm talking about uh, yellow corner was like the 
one of the maddest places where you could where you feature up. It was really nice. I really loved their food. Most people would disagree. There's another place called Green Corner. But anyways, that aside. So so the focus level, you know, is one thing that makes the private university sort of better than the federal, the average federal university or public university. And also the fact that the environment gives you an opportunity to meet people who are from certain circles of affluence. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Not that you don't find that in federal universities, but given the fact that you you have people who are more um, from um, families that are very influential, it gives you an opportunity to connect with people of status, pedigree, things like that. You know, that, that sort of is an advantage, you know, it makes the federal better than the federal university but aside for that okay so let's talk about academics now in a federal university um i feel like one thing that makes the federal university better than um the private university and it's more like past glory you guys keep talking about academics you're the best in this yada 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 and things like that currently you find out that there are some private university students that will actually do way better than federal school universities why because you find out that the same lecturers who teach you actually now come to do their sabbaticals in private universities so it's more like we have the same exposure talking about learning and you know tapping from the same source of those outstanding lecturers and professors so like there's really no difference like for example now in Nigeria university I, I can't count how many professors from federal university that came to teach us you know in fact more um in my department shout out to professor popola he is the best when it comes to media and communications in the country i'm not no i'm not even joking he might want to be humble about it but i i, I find it that i find him to be someone who is so outstanding in communication and media studies and the fact that he actually teaches federal school students and they do so well and he's teaching us also makes us have the same level of exposure academically speaking so all of those things you know there's certain factors that make the federal school better than private school but all in all my brother if you know the private school not to jan so that's just it for me basically i think i should even put this question forward yinka would you rather employ someone who graduated from a private university or someone who graduated from a federal okay, university okay. knowing okay. fully well they both well, have the same abilities and capabilities they both have the same potentials and they are both very good who would you rather prefer and i'm also throwing this question out to the general public you can engage us on our social media pages and send us your answers there as an employer um it wouldn't be so much of a thing to actually pick between a federal university student or or a private university i feel like that's so that's being so stereotyped because most times it's not really about what you have in that certificate i, I need to see skills i need to see what you have to offer what you can bring to the table what's beyond your academical progress you know what's beyond those things you crammed and poured in your exam sheets i need to see something applicable so while i'm engaging with you i'm not even going to be asking you whether or not you're from a private university or a federal university your university where you attended counts but it shouldn't be so much of a big deal so wh where you find employers actually 
making it so much of a big deal as to where you studied is just so myopic and just irrelevant basically so personally as an employer yeah as an employer oh shit it feels so good you know as a ceo but whatever it's it's nothing you know to be so preferential between a private school student and a federal school like it's, it's just unnecessary so that's it's border dash <laughs> yeah that's it okay so for me let me ask you this at, at, at this point of being a student in uni life do you feel disadvantaged do you feel like uh, all of this happening as to okay first off let me ask you how, how do you feel about this asu thing like what is your take on the federal government because i heard that they are demanding for is it trillion or what is it so what's your take on this whole thing do you like feel disadvantaged that your learning has been cut short you know how do you feel exactly how do i feel about the whole asu strike well to be honest you know it's <laughs> If you had asked me this question maybe a year ago, I would have been really angry and frustrated and pissed and pained. But to be honest, now I'm indifferent, really. I'm indifferent because then it gets to a point you find out there are some things you just can't change. There are some things you can't, you, you can't just turn around and create one miracle, one mind-blowing change or discovering it or something it has to be whatever is going to happen now is going to be a miracle to be honest and federal go okay yeah asu actually is asking the federal government for 1.3 trillion no it's a billion 1.3 billion naira and i'm like in my head i'm like how much is national budgets <laughs> how much does the federal government set aside for education every year that people are asking for 1.3 billion naira <laughs> it's going to be a tough one like this is going to be an extremely tough one like i don't know why but having like this strike by god's grace won't be the longest but <laughs> it's going to take some time except we have a miraculous and divine intervention from god which we, we all are really really praying for that god should please do Divinely intervene and let the government pay us their money and let's move on with our lives because we are tired. We are tired of being in the same level for how many years? So, yeah, Sean, for me as a student in a federal university who is faced with this whole mess called as to strike and federal government insensitivity and crazy a crazy messed up system it's frustrating it's annoying but i'm indifferent but in my indifference i'm tired i just want to be done with school literally at this point it's it's more of a just let me go <laughs> let me go let me move on with my life and the thing is about we federal students, federal students or federal school students, we've gotten to a point whereby when we hear the strike or we hear there's a strike, the students just at that point look for things or activities to keep themselves busy. 
they maybe go look for jobs or internships or learn a skill or develop the skills they have or start a business or take online courses or just they do stuff just to keep themselves busy and um at this point now it's more or less like school is our side hustle in i quit now which shouldn't be but this side of the world that's what they've made it for us so that's how it is now for us and it's quite sad it's and it's pathetic but let's just leave that that's a story for another day <laughs> and um if you're a federal school student listening to this podcast share your story to share your um challenges share your experiences on the acid strike and how it has affected you and how you feel and yeah so we actually made a very valid point so in all honesty and sincerity we find that a lot of times the lecturers who teach us here at the federal university are also the or almost uh, okay let me say almost uh, literally the same set of lecturers that that's better that go and still teach at the private universities yeah that's true that's true that's true but then one thing that is one thing that can be that it's of that is obvious is the fact that the energy and efforts they would put in into the into teaching the private students might not be as equivalent as the same energy they would put in to teaching the federal school obviously i will give my i'll give my all in all in where i know i'm appreciated and i'm remunerated properly than a place where i'm being treated as nothing so yeah it's only fair to do that then um talking about the whole employee um employer thing of you as an employer employing a student from private university or favoring a student from private university by a federal university well, you made a valid point, but then not everyone understands this. You still find out, even in today, as educated as the world is supposed to be, in I quote, as knowledgeable as we are supposed to be, as advanced as we are supposed to be, you still find people favoring private school students over federal school students. And I'll give you an example. In a situation whereby I know for example, I need a st- I need a worker in my company, and what I need is someone who, okay, I know got the best of the best education, has the qualifications and all. I would definitely, in let's put it that way, would go for a private school student because I know for a fact too a certain level level they got the best over a federal school student and even as a federal school student you they we are at, at we are at, at at a disadvantage in the sense that i'm studying a four-year course i end up spending up to four five i end up spending up to five six years studying a four-year course meanwhile at a private university i would just that four years is what i would spend irrespective of whatever is going on in the country or whatever except it's extremely serious like we had in the case of covid and all and either ways they always have a way of covering covering it and coming back and moving on unlike the federal schools so not every employer understands that look either ways it's not about the certificate it's also about me proving myself 
as a person and as an as an individual it's also a matter of what i have in my head and not what i just have on paper so moving on we all know the nysc the national youth service corps in nigeria a program that is supposed to unite and promote national unity and bind or create a bond rather between all nigerians irrespective of your tribe your culture or your religion so do you feel sean do you feel that the nysc program is achieving its aims in nigeria or do you believe it should be scrapped from the system okay so about nysc um i feel like it's it's actually to some extent achieving its aim because um okay so let me speak from personal experience um so while i was in katina i got to meet a lot of people and i got to interact with people who had different ideologies about life so when i was in katina i i met people from Benue state and honestly shout out to all the people from Benue state you guys are so amazing I me- I'm, I'm, and I'm going to mention their names because these people are actually amazing people. They are very hospitable. Like the average Benue man loves to, you know, share his things, food especially. Like one of the things I enjoyed, you know, relating with Benue people was that these people, they would cook and they would invite you to come and eat. And the way they eat is they put the food you know, in one plate, big like this. So they will make two masara. That's um, an house of food. Is it an house of food or a house of food? Anyone shall. It's a house of food. And they'll put it in a big plate and you put the soup in another plate and everybody will eat together from the same plate. And when it's time to share the meat, you put the meat in your hand and, you know, you still eat. You know, and that was one beautiful thing I learned about the Benue people that they are so communal, and you know, it was so it was so amazing because I could see how instrumental that could be to drawing people together. And on the long run, the coppers in Mani were so united, especially the guys, because we would eat together, we would laugh while we're eating. There were even there were even a couple of videos we did together while eating. So. And it was just so beautiful. I, I, when interacting with these people, I was like, I've never experienced anything like this. That people would actually eat together on the same plate, and while we're eating, we're talking, we're gisting, we're laughing, we're having so much fun, and it was just so beautiful. So shout out to um, David Oshamba, yeah, Hume. I hope I got that name correctly. That's that's David's name. He's, he's a man of God. He's a man of fire. I love him so much from the depth of my heart. Then there's General Tongo Shah, um, Moses Tongo Shah. He, he, he's going to become a general very soon in the Nigerian army. Uh, who else is there? And there's Jacob. This guy loves... I, I like Jacob so much. This guy is so nice. He is so open. He would, he, he, would, he, he would literally remind me that, yo, it's time to eat come wherever you are he will call me like we don't start though so i'm going to run from my lodge to the to the main lodge and i'm going to like 
they are going to wait till everybody comes before you before they start eating and it was just so beautiful who else was there from benue there's jiwi money ah jiwi i miss jiwi so much like every benue person i met was were fantastic people gosh i've like i honestly and while i was always eating from or eating with benue people I was always praying for them in my heart that God, you have to bless this people. This people was so there was there were some times where I was so broke, I didn't have anything in my house like food stuff, and it's just like as at that point I'll just be like, okay, now Gary this night too. But the baby will just call you and a better tool with better egusi and rat meat. Yes, sorry, but I ate rats. And another thing is that you know, still talking about the aim of NYC uniting people and bonding people from different parts of Nigeria together. Um, so one of the things I loved doing, I enjoyed doing was the fact that this same bin when people would enter the bush and go and hunt for rats, for bush meat. There was a time we caught about 20 rats, big rats. Like it was, yo, if you guys have not eaten rat, sorry to say, but like rat, eh? oh my Jesus, it is sweet. Another thing we hunted was snake. Oh, snake is like fish. It's so delicious, guys. You guys have to try it. Like I tried a lot of things and you know me now, Lagos boy, where you want to see time hunt rat or snake or one animal like that, you know? And getting to that level, getting to that place where you meet people who have this experience of um, of being so in tune with their culture and things like that, it, it just it made me have a broader view of life and made me see that yo man, I think I actually NYC, you know, this is actually serving. This is actually being together with people from different perspectives of life. I met with people from Taraba State. Shout out to um, what's the name of this guy? Um, ah, eat Hassan, Hassan, um, Hassan Daniel. This guy was very controversial, but I loved him so much. He was like my G. Shout out to Sunday, Ayuba Sunday. This guy was this guy used to speak the fake of Hausa, like, and the, you would think he's actually speaking Hausa, but he's speaking rubbish. You know, shout out to like so many, so many people. I met so many people from the Polytechnic, and given the fact that okay, the people, the people in my circle are mostly university students, you know. I never get to have this form of exposure relating with other students from, you know, in Polytechnic College of Education and things like that. But I got I, I got to meet people who were from Polytechnics and they were actually fantastic minds. You would actually see that, yo man, Polytechnic students are actually fantastic people. They are very intelligent, you know. And shout out to every single person I met. Shout out to Halima. Shout out to Dami. Shout out to Lala, my OG. Shout out to every single person who was from, from, from Polytechnic in Mani. You know, I met lots of people from different walks of life who had different, you know, views about life. Who, you know, it was just so, so, so beautiful. And I feel like that it is, that was what General Yakubu Gowon was actually aiming for and the only thing you know talking about scrapping nyse is just the insecurity issues you know having to deal with the whole banditry and things like that that might be like the only reason why the um that might be the only reason why nyse should be scrapped and things like that just to make people safe you know but aside from that it, it is it is it is working it's working like it's it's good 
and I'm so grateful to have experienced that level and it's something to always look out for especially okay so I, I didn't tell you about my camp experience I think it's one of the episodes on on, on the podcast um seven our father and strange like, I met lots of amazing people I met Telma I met Blessing I met Jason I met Joe I met um Ikel Lua I, I met so many people I met so many. I was even another guy I met. I met like it was just so so beautiful seeing people from all walks of life. It was just amazing. So I feel like you know it's a good thing. Aside from the whole insecurity thing, it's a good thing. You get to connect with people. You get to meet people. And yeah, I I, I didn't I didn't talk about this person. That is actually so much of a big deal to me. And I met her also on camp. And that is Kami Musa Dauda Musa. <laughs> That's what I call her. But she's an amazing person. And she's just been so real. And she's one of the realest people I've ever met before. You know, she's just so fantastic. Shout out to you, Kami. You know, it's just, I'm grateful. So, yeah, I don't think NYC should be scrapped aside from the whole insecurity thing. I feel like there should be some form of caution in posting people to villages and places that are not really safe. You know, try and keep the posting to more uh, metropolitan areas, even in the northern parts of Nigeria. You know, so that's just it, basically. Oh wow, that is really, 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 really nice. Well, then you can say the aim of NYSC was actually achieved with you to an extent. We can say the reason why NYSC was created is actually being achieved as from based on your experience and what you've said but then it all boils down to the insecurity issue at what cost really at what cost so yeah if that's the case then i believe actually nyse if not scrapped should be put on hold for now because then you have lives that have been lost you have families that are grieving. You have people who go to these camps and they come back actually not the same, both mentally and sometimes even physically. So it's it's a mixture of so many things. It's a whole lot. It's not just one thing alone we are looking at. It's a whole lot. So what next after NYSC? Life after NYSC. You're facing the reality now. You're facing real life at this point. <laughs> you are actually moving into the world. The world people have always spoken about. The world of um, employment. The world of looking for a job. The world of fending for yourself. The world of paying of bills and this and that. Crazy ups and downs. So... What next after NYSC? Okay, so about what next? I feel like um, generally there's always this pressure after NYSC to just, you know, head straight into the, in quote, favor market. Yeah, everyone says, okay, it's time for a job, yada, 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 and things like that. But um, for me, I just, I feel like I just want um, take a breather and adjust because Katina was really 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 it was hectic in the sense that um, 
there were a lot of things that happened in Katina that mouth cannot talk. Yeah, so I just want to relax for a while and while I'm doing that, I'm obviously putting my eyes out for opportunities to grow, opportunities to showcase myself, my gifts, my talents and things like that. So that's basically um, what next. And that's what's happening right now, you know. We have we're having TLBS, we're having I think creators of call, you know. We're having amazing people. I can imagine, you know. After NYC, I got to meet Fumi, Sawyer. So it's it's a beautiful thing, you know. I'm just trying to enjoy myself. I'm trying not to put pressure and jinx anything. Just one day at a time, develop myself and skills that I wish I can have. I, I think um, one area I want to get better at is. Um, this um radio thing this podcast thing i want to actually get better with um i think creatives on core i want to put together a team of creative minds you know that will definitely do big things um on a global scale and speaking of which i, I feel like this is actually a very good opportunity to um actually talk about i think creatives on core so I, I guess a lot of you might have been seen on some of our posters, the A sign with, um, they call it Amiohu, yeah, <laughs> in Yoruba. So the A sign with Amiohu on top. So it's Afi, Afi Creators on Co. So it's, I almost said it's a label. <laughs> it's a brand um, that was created in during the COVID period. And the idea basically is just to, it's just for, creatives all over Nigeria all over the world to be together and produce a lot of creative ideas a lot of things that will transform the world a lot of things that will help people become um, better individuals in art in in entertainment in anything in science and philosophy anything just producing creative ideas helping our companies to you know provide um, really really creative and strategic ideas that can help solve solutions so problems rather problems um i want to get better with the affine brand i want to you know just become better with that so i i don't know and that's that's just basically what's on my mind if, if a job comes oh well good i'm grateful so yeah and i want to be pampered yes because nobody pampered me in Katina. I feel like that's one of the things I, I will start with. In the north, you can't look at anybody's woman. They will just cut your eyes or cut your hands, you know. So I want to be pampered. I want to go out with friends. It's been a while. <sighs> I want to use this opportunity to tell ST. ST, when are you taking me out? For those who don't know ST, go and find out who ST is. ST is the biggest journalist in Nigeria currently. So... ST, please, when are you taking me out? I, I, I'm, I'm saying this publicly. ST, don't fall your own hand. When are you taking me out? And it's not two days out in one week. Like, I'll find Tropicana. Or, assuming Nigeria qualified for World Cup now, they'll say we'll go to Qatar. But, like, I'll do, I'll manage like a pine Tropicana at least for four days. So, yeah, that's it, basically. Um... Uh, let me ask you for me. Um, 
what 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 have you been doing since the strike what what um what activities have you been involved in and if it happens that this strike you know lingers beyond what everyone expects what would you be doing you know for those couple of months wow that's really nice and really insightful and by the way i'm i'm flattered thank you yes you met me after your NYSC, thank you. But I still don't love you, Shil. I still don't love you. Yeah, well, me, I love you. Thank you very uh, much. Okay, now, <laughs> tell, tell the whole world why you actually don't love me. I'm specking off. I'm fine. I have... I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. Okay. Even if I don't look like Idris Elba or something. But, uh, see, uh, see? Uh, more reasons why I can't love Elba. you. First of all, you're putting me on the spotlight. Like, why? Why? Come on. I do not like... My love life out there. Thank you. Secondly, I do not love you. Thirdly, I can't love you. Fourthly, I do not love you. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so now it's, it's on this podcast. You, you want to serve me this breakfast. Yeah? For me, let me tell you something. What you don't understand is that I'm a Yoruba boy. Yeah? And we have a precedent of taking care of our women guy i'm going to spoil you all you had to do is just say yes guy like do you know how many people are actually you know on the line for me to actually see them and i see you already feel me you did you did you having breakfast for me i beg i beg i did whisper for me i beg then do not forget in as much as your women have a precedence of taking care of their women they also have a very very good reputation of breaking hearts hmm yeah i don't know i shall not break anybody's heart anyways we'll continue with saying i'm big and um yeah that's it's actually good that you're working on yourself you're working to develop yourself and build yourself to become a better version of you and create opportunities for others that's really nice and thoughtful and yeah big ups to you and i wish you the very okay. very Thank best you. in Thank all you. you do and all your endeavors well for me what will i do during or what am i doing during the strike and if the strike lingers, what would I still be doing? Well, currently I'm working on building myself and improving my skills. Um, what skills? My writing skills, my copywriting skills, my podcasting and radio and basically presenting skills and my creative directing skills and content creation and marketing skills so i'm working on building all these things to create myself and become a better me a better creative a more impactful and insightful creative a creative that people would want to associate with a creative that when her name is heard when people see what she has done they know that definitely this is someone who knows what she's doing. This is someone who knows her job and executes it and does it perfectly and wonderfully well. I want to be someone that 
when people listen to me when people read my works when people come in contact with me they come in contact with god basically i want them to have a positive i want to leave a positive impact i want to bring i want to be that agent of change around the people i'm around my the people i surround myself with and people who surround me and my immediate and extended environment and if the strike lingers well currently and by the way i'm applying for jobs looking for jobs and internship opportunities and by god's grace they come through and pull through and if the strike lingers well more time to keep building myself and my brand and exploring the world basically so yeah yeah that's that's what i will be doing that's what fumi is going to be doing and yeah <laughs> i really don't know like okay okay um so quick one i just want to ask fumi why can't you spoil me like i've actually been i just thought about it like this is her mother's daughter i can't can't spoil you because i do not have the facilities for that big man (laughs) you know what i mean Ah, i do not have the facilities i'd not say you bring jen or bring dstv decoder spoil somebody say now facility i don't have the whole mother's spoil you (laughs) okay okay Okay, that brings us to the end of today's episode on the Lumi Black Show. And I must say, I've had so much fun doing this with Fumi right here in the Lumi Black Studios. And I just want to say thank you guys for staying tuned to today's episode. Please make sure you listen to all our previous episodes if you've not listened to them. Make sure you share and make sure you, you know, engage with us on all our social media platforms. And I just want to say thank you to our primary response to the Afin creators and co. Thank you guys for being there. All the creators who have, you know, contributed to this one way or the other. And um, yeah, that's it basically. So Fubu, do you have anything you want to say? Okay guys, so we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And I believe we have done justice to today's topic. <laughs> and if you have any views any opinions any contributions or you want to just want to share your experience you could follow us on twitter at tlbs underscore and on ig the underscore lumi underscore and underscore black underscore show and share your story tell us how you feel engage us on our social media pages and if you want to follow me you can follow me on instagram at soya soya with eight r's <laughs> underscore and on twitter on at funoma underscore f-u-n-o-m-a underscore yeah we not tell you you can follow me on, you will follow me on twitter okay anyway that is like you can actually follow me on twitter at at dayinka underscore black and on ig dayinka underscore black yeah and that is a wrap on today's show i remain your very own your special own at dayinka black and i still remain the one and only her mother's daughter fumi soya aka soya like right here in the black studio signing out and saying god bless you and bye guys bye.